you can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Boys and girls, this is the Undisputed Era. Adam Cole, Kylo Riley, Roderick Strong, and you're listening to Going In Raw, baby. Hey guys, this is Charlotte, and you're watching Going In Raw. Going In Raw. That sounds terrible. What's up, it's your girl, Sasha Banks, legit boss, and you are watching Going In Raw. You like that? Hey, friend L. Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Steve and Larson and available wherever podcasts can be found. Be sure to hit that subscribe button, a little notify bell next to it. Make sure you're always getting your new Going In Raw notifications. We're also available on the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Steve and Larson. We have a variety of reward tiers over there. We're coming down to the end of the month, Larson. Which means you got to get your $20 pledge mm-hmm. in ASAP. Mm-hmm. If you want the Friendo Care Package, you get a comic mm-hmm. book, some stickers, a poster, and a postcard. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it's it's a good value. You get your uh, video question on Matt Chat if you want it every Sunday. Yeah. Um, it, it's a good deal. We also, at $5, have uh, bonus content. Yeah. Including every weekday. That's right. Today we've got Ask Steven Larson, the award-winning. Oh, man. Critically acclaimed. High box office numbers. None of those things are true. Yeah, man. You also get access to all the bonus content. If you click that join button on YouTube, uh, and uh, yeah, you get access. It's uh, $5 a month, and you get access to all that bonus stuff. And if you watch the show live, you can use all those custom emotes. Yeah. Got a new one. Me wearing a hat. Hat Steve. It's a whole new aspect of my character. It's honestly just when I don't. It's just bad hair day, Steve. That's all it is. I don't feel like doing my hair, or if my hair ain't doing what I want it to do. I put it under a hat. And there you I go. I don't think that's terribly uncommon. That's that. Anyway, speaking of that's that, another going in raw view, in going the can, in yeah. watch party. Want to say can, yeah. That's thanks to say. everybody for uh, for joining us for that. It's always fun when we get to relive classic wrestling moments with uh, the friendos. Mm-hmm. Uh, so of course we're here to do a going in raw view. Raw after Mania 2002. Larson, how do we choose this one? Uh, Democracy, yeah, up for a vote, right? Ten dollar and up patrons, we give them three options. Is it a democracy when the people who are voting have to pay to get, to get the privilege to vote? Well, I guess it was like when America was first founded; you had to be a <laughs> landowner <laughs> to vote. Exactly. So no, not really. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we put up to a vote. Yeah. Uh, and uh, this one won with the uh, plural plurality you know by today this was tied oh yeah with 2003 but 2013 i'm sorry with 2013 but we had already prepared and advertised that this is the one we were gonna watch yeah this was leading the vast majority of the time yes. i just woke up this morning i checked it it was like okay well this is a tie the other one didn't like get past it it was yeah. very close to this in 2013 yeah oddly enough i was very surprised i thought for sure that uh, the raw after mania 14 1998 yeah would have like run away with it but yeah. no like people I remember that one being pretty exciting yeah yeah so especially at the end uh they had that cage match with the uh, with the uh, funk and foley against new age outlaws and the new age outlaws officially joined dx that was good close the show over that this was an interesting time for the wwf yeah. 
It was uh, the the brand split, the brand extension, the brand draft was just about to happen. Was on nigh, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh, and uh, and yeah, so it was announced during this episode in highly dramatic fashion by Linda McMahon. Oh my goodness, they couldn't have come up with a more dramatic way to announce the brand draft. We'll get to that and in a little bit. Her sitting in her office. Mm-hmm. With the program to WrestleMania 18 on her <laughs> desk, as well as the latest issue of WB Magazine. And a bunch of items from Things Remembered. And like a really generic uh, piece of art. Oh my God, yeah. In the background. It was very much early 90s office, but it was not actually early <laughs> 90s. It was 2002. Right. Uh, so, of course, the big story of the time was this was the Raw After Mania 18. Rock versus Hogan, Icon mm-hmm. v. Icon, mm-hmm. uh, where Rock proved that he is true Icon. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, unexpected. And that wasn't quite sitting quite right with Hogan because he thinks he's the Icon of Icons. He thought for sure he was going to come out of that Icon of Icons. Yeah, but he had to kind of begrudgingly accept the fact that he wasn't Icon. According to the Wrestling Observer at the time, uh, Meltzer said that uh, the front office was actually pretty surprised. About Hulk Hogan uh, getting the uh, getting that face pop that he did, I don't have the exact quotes right here, but uh, but yeah, they were they were pretty surprised about that. They didn't think that was going to happen. Um, let's see here. Let's see if I can grab some some salient quotes. Yes, please. Here, uh, that's not it. I don't. Why don't you talk a little bit about other stuff? What happened with Triple H and, and Jericho? There? Oh, Triple H beat Jericho. <laughs> That's right. The storyline was that Stephanie was uh, 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 Jericho's business associate. Mm-hmm. Although I think Jericho initially pitched the idea that uh, they were having an affair. That didn't work. Right. I think Triple H said something effective. Why would my wife have an affair with you? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyways. Um, oh, so yeah, this was also happening at the time, too. Uh, the the Austin stuff. Uh, so according to uh, wrestling newsletter, the biggest backstory backstage story of the weekend actually involves Steve Austin, who unhappy with the direction of his character flew home from TV Monday and did not appear on our SmackDown tapings Tuesday night. The belief is that he seriously changed the planned booking strategy for his match with Scott Hall, perhaps even changing the finish of the match. The idea was to have Vince McMahon interfere in some way, perhaps causing Austin to lose and also necessitating the board of directors decision to split the company in two an announcement made on raw the following evening with no explanation. Really Austin, apparently not wanting to continue his feud with hall in any way, refused to go along with the plans and scripted an entirely new match, which saw him pin hall clean after two stunners and end the feud. As a result, Vince didn't even make a single appearance at WrestleMania, which made Linda's announcement on raw seem confusing and devoid of reason. Um, so I guess the idea was Vince would get involved in Austin's match and the board would say enough with all this. Yeah. With your meddling ways, Vince. Yeah. At least as it relates to Raw, I guess apparently though, since the, the way it was broken down by Linda, it was, it, was, it was Ric Flair, he would be in charge of Raw, Vince in charge of SmackDown, so I guess Vince could meddle all he wants. But since uh, Vince is the one who created Monday Night Raw, who birthed it, mm-hmm. um, it would be uh, uh, an insult Yeah. Uh, to him to just give him SmackDown. Yeah. Uh, so this regarding Hogan, most in the WWF have been conditioned to think that fans don't want to see old guys, a belief that has been shattered for many with Hogan coming in and overshadowing everyone the way he has. What everyone needs to understand is that Hogan is getting the nostalgia reaction. Everyone should have expected for his first two days as a WWF babyface since 93 in the short term. Yes, he's going to be larger in life, but this same thing happened to him many times in WCW. And after a few weeks, the ratings and reaction pretty much returned to normal. 
The reaction to Hogan this week does not signal the end of the world, and it should probably be seen as a positive since it will likely boost business short term. Um, it boosted business, at least in Vince's mind, because a month later they put the undis- undisputed title on Hogan. Mm-hmm, yeah. Uh, it was a really, really fantastic crowd there in Montreal. It was very enthusiastic, and then they dumped all over it with a garbage ending to the main event. That was a really bad ending. That crowd really deserved leg drop one, two, three. Or at least something, something definitive, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so anyways, uh, it kicked off with the man of the hour. Hollywood Hulk Hogan mm-hmm. brother, in full NWO regalia. Yeah. Uh, so he came down, and this was a very long. Yes, this was an extended opening segment. This was, you know, people complained in like 2011, 2012, well, 2014, 2013, that uh, every episode of Raw would open up with 20 minutes of talking. Well, that wasn't something that was just uh, in 2012, 2013, 2014. This goes all the way back for years. Um, so Hogan comes down the ring, massive pop, of course, night after WrestleMania 18 where uh, the crowd pretty much turned him face. Yeah. Um, and so he finally gets a chance to talk after letting the crowd uh, chant Hogan, cheer for him. Uh, he was really, you, you could tell he was like the happiest he'd ever been. I, I don't even think, it's funny because like, Hogan in my mind always thinks that he should be champion. Yeah. Um, he should always be at the top of WWE even when he's like far away from it. Yeah. Uh, he it he really, he really, this, this seemed... And Hogan, I don't think, really is all that great at not wearing his emotions on his sleeves. Like, he doesn't have a good poker face. Mm-mm. He seemed genuinely surprised yes. at the reaction that no, he, he got. Did. He did. He seemed genuinely, for lack of a better word, moved by it. Yeah, he did. Um, so he, he starts talking. And he said he expected his match with The Rock to be the best ever in his estimation. They delivered best match ever, according to him. Um, but he said he also he expected... The end of his NWO brothers to respect his wishes and not get involved. He wanted to prove that he is the man. The icon. He wanted to prove that he was the only true icon of WWE. Uh, he said he, apparently even after he ran over the Rock with a semi-truck, mm-hmm. hit him with a boot and a leg drop and pinned him, uh, the Rock kept coming back. And uh, uh, he, he uh, says, Rock, you were the better man. You had the DC to beat me in the middle of the ring, which is pretty much the only way you can really win a match. Yeah. Unless um, it's false can anywhere. This yeah. match wasn't that. True. Um, and uh, they shook hands afterwards, um, and then The Rock comes down to a mixed reaction. Mm-hmm. There are some Rocky chants, but also there are some Rocky sucks chants. So remember, not to cut you off, remember when we were talking during the watch party about Hogan getting a victory over Rock at some point? Yeah. He actually did pin Rock clean the week prior to Mania. Yeah, that's what you referenced here, yeah. Uh, and that was when it was a handicap match, NWO versus Rock and Austin. So sorry, continue. Anyways, yes. I remember that he did pin Rock at one point. Yeah. Um, the Rock comes out and he says, uh, you and I, Hogan, we share a passion. These fans here all share the passion for WWE, and I want to thank you for that. You, Hogan, I want to thank all of them. They didn't call the audience WWE Universe at the time, but more or less saying WWE Universe, Hogan, thank you for the passion, your intensity, your love of pro wrestling that, that, that made uh, what really should have been a really mediocre match, mm-hmm. a pretty memorable experience because – uh, the enthusiasm of the crowd. And The Rock says, I know you want your rematch. I will wrestle you anytime, any place. That it would, in, to quote The Rock, it would be an honor. And then he calls out Hogan for still wearing the NWO gear after Hall and Nash beat him up at WrestleMania 18. And he said, why don't you, in the way you know best, show them what you think of NWO now? And Hogan, without, you know, a little bit of peer pressure there, I think he looks cooler in the NWO gear. But... 
he took his he, point. He, he ripped the shirt off. Yeah, he ripped the shirt off. He should have the double the 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 uh, reverse reveal where he should have the Hulkamania shirt underneath. He now he's Hulkamania. Yeah, that's that's what he claims now. Yeah, he's not NWO for life. There was some story I mean, in this. He's, he's yeah. Hulk Hogan for life. <laughs> Yeah, Hulk Hogan for life is always before everything, dude. Yeah, takes a definite precedent or a definite priority. Yeah, uh, there is some story in the newsletter as well about uh, after Mania, uh, McMahon had Hogan immediately fly to Tampa to his residence to go get all of his babyface stuff. Oh, that's the red and yellow, yeah, all yeah. that stuff. Now he didn't wear it to the Raw here. Yeah, maybe it was the Raw after this one. I, maybe I'm wrong about that. But uh, but yeah, he had Hogan go get a bunch of stuff because they were immediately gonna. They didn't expect the turn to happen. In fact, mm-hmm. uh, at Mania, the Hall and Nash thing Beacon, coming out that was an audible. Yeah, that was an audible. That was in the moment, mm-hmm. and so they realized what they had on their hands. And I guess maybe they're gonna film some video stuff. Yeah, who knows? With some old, you know, stuff. Uh, yeah. Things of. Uh, anyways, Hall and Nash come to the ramp, and Nash is just instantly super snarky, and says, "Hogan, you turned on us." Before we turned on you, well, they, this was this was less snark. This was from the heart. This was, hey, we had a plan. We were going to do out, this. He started out kind of snarky. And then he started about his, they, they had a plan, a very good plan. We had a very good plan that they were going to take out Austin. They yeah, were pick off the top stars of WWE, inject poison into the company, and yeah. start by by uh, beating down top stars one by one. He said first it was Austin, and that was the plan until The Rock came along and challenged you to a match at Mania. And essentially, he said, your ego took over, Hogan, mm-hmm. and diverted the plan that we had in place. Doesn't even kayfabe, doesn't Kevin Nash know Hulk Hogan? Doesn't he know that if, if, if given even the, the slightest opportunity, he will take the spotlight himself? Yeah, totally. Can't be surprised. More or less, more or less what he was alluding to here. Um, and then The Rock responds. He calls Nash Big Daddy Bitch. Yeah, Rock completely... Just buries Hall oh, yeah. and Nash big oh, yeah. time. Oh, yeah. And, and Hall and Nash really don't have much chance to respond. No, Rock challenges the NWO to a tag match against himself and Hogan. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Hogan says, like The Rock says, just bring it. Yeah. And then Nash had a really terrible comeback about, say, hey, Hogan, don't choke this one too. Hall got on the mic for a little bit. And then, of course, Rock went to the Chico stuff. Yeah. It was just it was the burial of Hall Pretty and Nash. Much. Yeah, because here's the thing: Hall and Nash, they're like really good talkers. Yeah, and uh, and Nash's bit was actually really really good. Mm-hmm. And then Rock just peed all over it. I know, which the crowd ate up. Yeah, but it really made Hall and Nash look weak. Like they really bungled the entire NWO oh, thing, yeah. and you know Hogan just ran away with. Well, his. I mean, if Pritchard's be believed, they didn't really care about Hall and Nash. Creative didn't, or Vince didn't. Well, Seemingly Vince did. nobody wanted Hall. Even in the locker room, nobody wanted them there. Because they just ran roughshod politically before when they were there. Mm-hmm. And yet now Nash seems to be friends with everybody. I know. It's weird. It's like no one holds that against him. Yeah, right? Yeah. It's weird. Because maybe it was a situation where like backstage he was, you know, doing the political stuff. But at the same time, like he might have been like a really good dude. Make, maybe they could separate the two. Yeah. You know, you know like, like one's just business. The other one, I mean, like personally, he seemed like a good guy. Maybe that's what people thought. So this episode of Raw, I was going through the newsletter uh, during the recap there. Uh, it earned a 5.28 rating. <laughs> that is a ton compared to what it is. Yeah, so it, for context, these days, it's lucky if it gets a three. Well, I forget. What's the difference between like the, the five? So, for example, 5.28 rating. What does that mean That's in terms percentage, of percentage, I think, yeah. of 
households that are watching that show. Is that right? I think so. I don't know what that means in terms of how many millions of viewers. Hold it on, is. let me see what raw actual ratings. Right now, yeah, yeah, yeah. Viewership. Yeah, no, that's fine. Uh, so yeah. So, anyways, after that, while you look that up. There were very, very quick matches in this episode of Raw. Mm-hmm. There were very extended promos and talking. Yeah, not, not a lot a in lot terms of, of matches. Um, so the rating, wow, for Raw this week was 0.81. Oh, my God. Really? Or else a demo rating. Oh, that's for the rating for 18 to 49-year-olds. So hold on, it was with as a one. Really? Yeah. Is that correct? And this is the latest numbers. That's from this week. Well, let's see here. Let's see here. Uh, raw rating three eighteen. No wait, this is three twenty five. No, which one was this? Three eighteen. Four twenty. Oh, that one. Yeah. Three eighteen. Uh, oh two. Let's see if we get it there. Uh, Otherwise, break it up by the hour. Raw TV rating. Um, after that, we had, as we do our ratings research, uh, RVD, who was massively over. Yeah. I can't, I don't remember a time in the WWE when he wasn't in the WWE when he wasn't massively over. So there the, were a ton of, go ahead. Uh, this is all broken down by demographics, so who knows? Okay. On this. Well, look up, see what the millions of viewers were, what the act, what the mm-hmm. rating was for mm-hmm. them. Um, he was taking on Christian, who apparently was still. This was, I don't know how long he had the theme song where it was the opera. Oh, great, you love that. It's so good. It was the opera song where they said, "At last, you're on your own." Oh, so good. It's the one we sing all the time for Matt Chat whenever Christian has a question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this is all ratings. Um, but. Uh, he was still doing that. He was still sort of an Edge of Shadow, whereas Edge had moved on to some Rob Zombie music. They had broken up a year prior, back in 2001. Yeah. Uh, so, anyways, this is a really quick match. It's yeah, like maybe a five-minute match. Yeah. Uh, at one point, uh, Christian tries to just take the IC title after getting eating a bunch of offense from RVD. Yeah. And then he starts to walk away, and then DDP... Wearing a DDP airbrush jacket and a Fozzie shirt. Yeah, man, that was awesome. I had totally forgot that Fozzie had gone back that far. Yeah. I didn't realize it was, man, that's a long time ago. Yeah. I wonder what, like, if they've had much, like, turnover in their lineup. Because 20 years is a long time. I know it is a long time. Uh, so, anyways, uh, DDP uh, tosses Christian back into the ring. RVD hits just an amazing, immaculate five-star frog splash and, uh, and gets the win. Over uh, over Christian, so he retains his IC championship, which he had just won the night mo- before from William Regal. Oh, I can't okay. find any information about as far as viewership numbers. Okay, all right, but I, actually, how many people were watching? The show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, next, we had a brief match between Trish Stratus and Lita. Uh, commentary saying that their feud, which would eventually uh, lead them to main event episode of Raw, mm-hmm. was just kind of starting here. Mm-hmm, yeah, um, another short match. Uh, Lita reverses uh, Stratus faction. Wins with a moonsault. Afterwards, Jazz runs in, start beating up on Lita. Trish tries to make the save. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Ivory runs to the ring. She beats up on Trish. Yeah. Um, Jazz and Ivory kind of shake hands to end the segment. Yeah. There is partnership forged. Yeah. Uh, 
I like this. I mean, so there was some messiness to this very, very quick match, but uh, it's, it's kind of hard to like what happened in the ring was really cool. Like there was some good stuff going on and then the jazz ivory stuff, but then you have King just talking about puppies the entire time. Somebody really need to slap him and say, dude, we're moving like we're sort of pivoting. Yeah. Like I know they still did a lot of this for like the next 10 years, but in this segment alone, they probably just been listening. This is going to be a serious deal. Mm-hmm. This is some drama that we're trying to inject mm-hmm. here. Lay off the puppy stuff. Mm-hmm. But nobody told him that. No. Uh, next, a riveting segment with Linda McManor office that we talked about a bit earlier. Was this Linda McMahon or was this a Linda McMahon cardboard cutout? I couldn't tell. Hard to tell. Couldn't tell. Um, where she uses a bunch of business speak to announce the brand extension draft. Mm-hmm. Which at the time, uh, when you hadn't heard that phrase before, brand extension... Um, you're like, what the hell? Are they having a new show? There's a new brand? <laughs> Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. People had no idea this extension means you're taking the old brand and making it larger. (laughs) Like the crowd. Yeah, it didn't make any sense. The crowd, which was hot, you can hear the crowd and then they're like, What? 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 what does that and it mean? It wasn't like the Stone Cold what chance. It was like legitimate what? I'm sorry. Explain to me, please. So she said that Ric Flair will be in control of Raw. Yes. Vince will be in control of SmackDown. Yes. Next week, there would be a draft. Yeah. Where superstars would be drafted to their brand and the work for that brand exclusively, except the men's and women's top champions, I believe she said, will be above brand. Uh-huh. That only lasts for a little bit. Yeah. And that was that. And if that was her real office, she really needed to update it for 2002. So for some context here, the ratings are in. So this is from 2000 and this is from when Trump was around uh, WWE. And it said the ratings in Monday's commercial free edition of Raw delivered an incredible 4.5 coverage household rating slash seven share in 4.4 million households, households. 6.8 million total viewers. Okay. I don't know really how to... <laughs> so I think 6.8 would be comparable to what we hear about 2.6 million now for Raw. Okay. Total viewership. Okay. Yeah. That's with a 4.5 share. Okay. So... Viewership now is about a third of that. Yeah. So about a one makes sense. Yeah. That <laughs> one does, and a half. Yeah. That, yeah, that makes sense. Yeesh. That's quite a fall. Yeesh. Uh, after that, we had a Vince promo where he starts off complaining about the board kicking him off a of raw again another this was an excruciatingly oh, so long, long segment so long um but he said i'm coming out here just to wish the crowd goodbye so they start singing na 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 hey hey goodbye and they start to talk a bunch of trash about rick flair 
Yeah. Because Flair is the one taking control of Raw. So I'm they they said that I I made Monday Night Raw and I'm not even gonna be Ah Flair ah. Yeah. Anyways, of course this brings Flair out to the ring. He's still hurting from his He's got uh, a couple benches on his match head. Match against his, Taker. Yeah, match against Undertaker and Vince says, Oh look at you. You can't even get in the ring, you can't hold yourself steady. Because Flair had his hand on the rope. Your face looks like hamburger. Yeah, because of his match with Taker. Uh, Rick takes the mic from Vince, credits Vince for creating Raw, then says he used Raw to flaunt his his monetary wealth, to shove Stephanie out on television, to uh, take advantage of all the, the superstars in the back of the locker room, uh, and, and including... The Kiss My Ass Club. Yeah, and then the crowd starts chanting, you screwed Brett. Yeah. There's a lot of, I mean, obviously they're in Montreal. Site of the infamous, was it the same arena? That same I don't place? Know. That uh, I don't know if it was a Bolton Center or not. of the infamous uh, Montreal Scrooge. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and so, yeah, there was a lot of uh, uh, Brett stuff. And, in fact, according to the newsletter also, uh, during commercial break, uh, Vince uh, started running down Bret Hart pretty hardcore. He's trying to get that heel heat before the get camera. Get that heat back going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Vince says, I'm going to prove my, my mental acumen is better by drafting a better team to SmackDown. He totally did. He totally did, too. If you take a look. Oh, yeah. WWF uh, brand draft. 2002 results. Lottery 2002 results. If you take a look. Yeah, Vince did win that draft. Uh, it's, not even, it's not even close. Like, so with the number one pick on SmackDown, he picked The Rock. That makes total sense. Yeah. Uh, Flair went with Undertaker Then uh, McMahon for SmackDown Went with Angle His next couple picks are Listen to this lineup The Rock, Angle, Benoit, Hogan uh, 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 The tag team champions Which were uh, uh, Billy and Chuck mm-hmm. uh, Edge, Rikishi They split up the Dudleys by taking He shouldn't have taken Devon That was a bad pick And then Mark Henry And then Maven Which is not a great pick but converse, conversely, over on Raw, we have The Undertaker, the Hogan-less NWO, which was Kevin Nash, X-Pac, and Scott Hall. Not a good pick. Not a good pick. Not a good pick at all. He, then he took Kane. Not a good pick. No. Uh, then he took RVD, which is a really good Great pick. Great pick, yes. Uh, then he took Booker T. Good pick. Great pick. Uh, then he took Big Show. Mm-mm. Not a good pick. Uh, then he took Bubba Ray. Then he took Brock. Then, then he, yeah, then he took Brock, and then he took Regal, then he took Alita, Bradshaw, splitting up the uh, the APA, the APA. Well, nobody took. Who took Ron Simmons? Just when he was released? I guess, I no, that was two thousand four. Farouk went to SmackDown. Oh, that's when they were. Go. That's when they were. Yeah, they were split up. So, anyways, uh, Vince produces a coin and says, "Let's have the coin toss now." Rick says, "Sure." Vince tosses the coin. Vince wins. Um, and then, Vince wins. We don't actually see because he's like, I got heads. And then they flip it and the damn coin just goes the forever. scenic route. And then finally it lands and he says, heads. And then Flair st- puts his foot on the coin. Probably because it came up tails. Nobody can see it. Um, and then Vince punches Flair, tries to do the Fargo strut. That's the ugliest damn Fargo strut I've ever seen. Yeah. Uh, Rick gets up. He clocks Vince, puts him in the figure four. It's our friend. It's the ant. Oh. Hello, friend. Hello, friend. Please be careful around here. You sure? He looked way larger when he was on the ceiling yesterday. Yeah, he did. Maybe it was a beetle on the like ceiling. Like super yesterday. ants over here or something? Maybe. My goodness Maybe. gracious. Uh, next, we had a tag match between Booker T or sorry, Booker T and Kurt Angle taking on Edge and Kane. Yeah. 
Um, this was fun. Again, though, very short. Mm-hmm. Uh, at one point, Kane, or early on, sorry, Kane grabs Angle for a choke slam. Booker T breaks it up, and then Angle and Booger hit Booger. Booger. Booger hits a double suplex on Kane. Edge hits a missile drop kick on Kurt. Booker breaks up the pin. This is probably the most exciting match of the whole show. It was. Uh, Kurt Angle puts the ankle lock on Edge. Kane comes over, breaks it up with choke slam. Um, towards finish, Edge dodges Booker T's kick, and then Booker nails Kurt with it instead. Edge hits a spear on Kurt. Kurt kicks out. I thought the match was over right then. I stopped paying attention for a second. Well, yeah, also in that I was sequence. Like, Is this two out of three falls or something? Also in that sequence, Booker T was in the way of Edge's spear, and he ducked out of the way, so Kurt ate it. Yeah. Booker T not quite on the same page with Kurt no. Angle as he was with Stevie back in the day. And then Edge hits his finish back then, the execution on Kurt for the win. Which is a glorious DDT. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The spear was way cooler as a finisher. Yeah. Well, I'm not that, no that good. huge. I'm not that huge on the spear as a finish, period. Edge did a decent, though. It was all right. Okay. I don't think the spear should be a finish. What Didn't Edge have like different finishes, though? What was his finish back in the day? It wasn't Execution, I don't think. It might have been. Really? Was it? It might have been. He might have did a DDT back in the first. You think you know me days when he was at the Brood? I don't know. Did they take away the whole, I thought, didn't they? Let's see here. Edge. Say Edge finished 1998 or something like that. On this day. Uh, next, we had a hardcore title match between the champion, Maven. They don't list finishers on there anymore. Yeah, they don't. Why, why did they take that out? I don't know. That was great. That's so weird. Wikipedia used to list finishers. Maybe uh, uh, some other site that has that information. Mm-hmm. Uh, hardcore champion. Downward Spiral. When was that? Like, what year was that? 98. Here we go. Hold on. That's just the spear. That, is that just the spear? Is that what he calls it? Maybe we'll see what it is. That was a DDT, too. So, no, that wasn't a finish. Oh. Oh, okay. It was an STO or a, or a flatliner type deal. Okay. Uh, so uh, Maven versus Al Snow for the hardcore title. Uh, of course, weapons, garbage can lids and such. Al Snow starts destroying Maven's head with a, a trash can lid. Hit him four times. Pretty pretty rough. Yeah, uh, that, was, that was rough. Spike Dudley runs in with a huge stop sign. He hits Al Snow with it. And then making his debut, Brock Lesnar... Uh, to the ring. He lays out snow, slams it through the garbage can. An F5 for Maven. Uh, Spike Dudley hops on the top rope with a stick of some sort, tr- uh, breaks it over Brock's head. He no-sells it and absolutely destroys, obliterates Spike with three power bombs. These were nasty. They were. Uh, his head looked bigger. His traps looked bigger than they are now. Yeah, his, his traps, traps were insane massive. His traps were absolutely insane. But like his shoulders didn't seem as big as they are now. He's, it's like he has broader shoulders or something. Maybe. His bucket head doesn't seem as big now as it did then. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he just had, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. Anyways, uh, Paul Heyman holds up Brock's hand in the middle of the ring. Quite a debut from Brock Lesnar. And his path was very quick. You know what, you, you know what maybe they could have done in hindsight? What? You want to give the fans a little more interesting finish to the main event? Have Brock get in there and lay everybody out. Whoa! That's an impact. Wow, that's a Because, like, idea. my question is, like, this is a hardcore title match. That's 24-7 defenses. Brock just laid out everybody. He could have put a foot on, on Maven, any people, any of the people, uh, or Al Snow, and won himself the hardcore title in his first, uh, his first uh, yeah. night on Raw. I think his first big match was against, like, the Hardy Boys. Yeah. In a handicap match. Yeah, well, the tag match against... It was Heyman and him against the Hardy Boys. Oh, was that what it was? Okay. I remember that. Yeah, that could have been a big, big deal. And then he he went on to win the title at SummerSlam, I think, that year, Yeah, four months later. Was that what it was? Four and a half months later, yeah. Uh, Next, this bit with uh, Matt Hardy and Lita. They're making out backstage. Nice. Up walks William Regal. 
you know, he says something about young love. Um, it's nice to see. And then Matt's like, you're just mad because you're not getting any. Well, it's weird because Regal didn't seem snarky about it. Nah, it seemed genuine. Well, he probably just, he has a reputation that precedes himself. Maybe, maybe. So anyways, Regal's like, well, you know. The brand extension is coming up, son. They can, they can, they might, Mr. Flair might take you, Matt Hardy. And Mr. McMahon might want you, Lita. And Mr. McMahon also might want Jeff Hardy splitting up the Hardy boys and young love. Yeah, and they got all sad. Yeah, and they're like, wah, wah, mm-hmm. he's right. That didn't happen, though. They all went together to yeah. Raw. Yeah. Idle oh, threat from William Regal. Uh, next, we had Dudley Boys taking on the tag team champions, Billy and Chuck. Um, pretty. This was a, like a two-minute match. Because towards the end, Stacy just gets in the ring and hits Billy Gunn with a title belt. Really they're they're on the verge of of setting up uh, Billy Gunn for a 3D. Her hitting her hitting him with the title belt really didn't accomplish much. Well, it accomplished them getting disqualified. Beyond them getting disqualified, yeah, exactly. Uh, NWRF Nick Patrick calls for the bell right as Dudley's hit 3D. That damn ref, which would have won the titles. So he calls for the bell. DQ right as they're hitting 3D, and they would have had those titles. Mm-hmm. And then uh, and then they're he's like, no, DQ. And then they turn on Stacy, and they're like. Why did you just do that? And she's like, I'm your manager. It's sort of my job. And they're like, no. And then she starts to walk away. And then uh, Bubba Ray uh, grabs her arm. <laughs> uh, pulls her back in the ring. Don't you walk away from me. Uh, like, hey. Cor- you- puts her in the corner. Yeah. And starts yelling at her. Yeah. Tells Devon to get a table. Crowd goes wild for that. And then uh, Bubba proceeds to jump off the second rope, powerbomb Stacy through the table. Ooh, that looked rough, too. Ouch. But then they got theirs because next week they were broken up. Yeah. After they, they had another extended uh, promo segment with Triple H. Boy, this was long. He was out there to celebrate his uh, undisputed. I keep wanting to say undisputed now. Yeah. <sighs> undisputed title victory. He convinced. Rolled. That's why Triple H. I think Triple H really loves Baron Corbin. I think Baron Corbin is going to be running the company in 20 years. Either Baron or Seth. And Triple H is going to be like the Vince character. Mm-hmm. And Baron. If you think Baron is like basically just Triple H from back in the day. Like, you know, nobody really likes him. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Triple H is like, yeah, I'm undisputed, undisputed champion. Yeah, you played the game and now. World Wrestling Federation. I'm that damn good. Here's footage of me pedigreeing Stephanie at WrestleMania 18. And his face is all red laughing at it. Oh, yeah, he's laughing. He thinks that's the best thing. Uh, the only time I ever see him laugh that hard on camera is when he, after the Katie Vick segment. Remember that? He thought that was the funniest damn thing. <laughs> he really did. He was so delighted for people to watch that. Oh man, they're gonna be. Can you imagine there was Twitter back then? Oh my god, look at these people. Oh. Anyway, Stephanie comes to the ramp. I forgot that she was using uh, uh, Triple H's previous theme, "My Time." I didn't remember that. I had no idea that was the case. And Triple H is still laughing. He's just laughing at her. Uh, she says Jericho wants his rematch. He doesn't want to wait ninety days. She, he wants it right now, next week. Mm-hmm. And Triple H says, "Well, oh, Jericho sees that I'm wounded. I have a bad leg." So he wants to strike now, next week. Well, if Jericho really wanted to strike now while you're hurt, he would have challenged you right then and there. Yeah, probably. Doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. So uh, uh, Triple H. Wait a second. Where's the bit where Jericho did I? Oh, we skipped over that where he beat up the dude backstage. Which some people in chat thought might have been Sylvan, Sylvian, Sylvan Grenier. Yeah. And it looked familiar, but yeah, I'm his not. His face too, did look familiar. I'm not too familiar with Sylvan Grenier. So sorry. Yeah, what happened it was Jericho jumped to the arena. Some dude backstage, he starts talking trash, and then Jericho beats the shit out of him. Oh, my God. He destroys him. He's, like, throwing him into, like, lockers and it's stuff in the rough. wall. 
kicking him. He just beats the shit out of him. Yeah, that's great. So Triple H says, here's, the, here's what I propose. Make that match a handicap match. Jericho and another superstar will challenge Triple H next week for the title. Uh, uh, Steph's like, all right, cool. And then Hunter says, oh, the other wrestler's going to be you, Steph. And then if I win, you have to leave WWF forever. Yeah, we just described that uh, in about six minutes. Yeah, then Steph goes on and on and on and it on and on. It took them forever, and they just started re- kept on repeating the same thing over and over again. Yeah, it just goes on and on and on. By the end of it, Steph says, all right, cool, next week. Yeah. That'll happen. I'm going to send you out of WWF. He got, he got a real kick out of saying World Wrestling Federation over and over again. Yeah. Nobody ever calls it World Wrestling Entertainment these days. No, because it sounds lame. I'm going to kick you out of World Wrestling Entertainment forever. No, because it sounds lame. Yeah, it sounds it terrible. <laughs> it sounds stupid. And then our main event, Hall and Nash taking on Hollywood Hogan and The Rock. Pretty short match. Kevin Nash gets his six moves of doom in. Didn't see a hair flip. Though, hey, listen to this. That's funny. Sorry, I'm on the newsletter from back then. And uh, this is in other news. All right. From Puerto Rico, Carly and Eddie Colon won the WWC tag titles on their big show of the week on 316 in Caguas. It was, it's, uh, uh, what's his face? Isn't that uh, Carlito? Oh, yeah. Carly Colon. Eddie Colon might be. Primo or Epico. Maybe. 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 They're not that old. I don't know. Carlito is. Yeah. I don't think those guys are. Well, one of them, one of the one of the uh, the colognes is is Carlito's brother, and the other one's a cousin, right? Oh, is that? Oh, yeah. Uh, Eddie Colon is. Uh, you're right. Primo. Primo. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well. Whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now, all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. 
36, yeah, he is that old. Yeah. Wow. Interesting stuff. Yeah. I love those old newsletters, man. Oh, they're great. They're man. just they're there's great. there's a whole giant section about OVW. And it's like apparently David Flair and John Cena as prototype had a feud. Batista as Leviathan was going around just killing people. Beating everybody. Uh, Nick Dinsmore was there at the time. Eugene. Uh, Shelton Benjamin was there. And Jim Cornette is heavily involved in all yeah, yeah. In all of it. It's oh, great. he was handling creative there. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, so the main event, NWO versus Hogan Rock. Um, like at one point, Rock hit to rock bottom on Nash after Nash had like punched him twice. And the Rock was acting like he couldn't do anything. This was great because for one thing, on the network... They don't have the license to use Voodoo Child from Jimi Hendrix, which was Hogan's theme, yeah. his custom theme. And so Jim Johnson apparently had to whip up an NWO, NWO theme for Hogan. Mm-hmm. And it just sounds like kind of not it's really. It's like, like 85% Voodoo Child. Yeah, right. Uh, which is on the network. Uh, but no, I distinctly remember, I don't, that was never a thing back then. It's kind of like in WCW, if you watch the episodes of Nitro with Jericho, they have break the walls down as his theme. Oh yeah. Instead of even whipping up like an NWO version of his That's old funny. theme. Did they replace DDP's theme that sounded exactly like smells like teen spirit? Yeah. They replaced that with, with his uh, WB theme, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think they replaced Ravens also. Cause wasn't Ravens pretty much even flow. Yeah. So, uh, and then uh, Hogan eventually hits a leg drop on Scott Hall. Kind of like a weird, awkward leg drop where it was the wrong leg. It was the right leg. That's why he hit it that way. But uh, Hall, uh, Hall was positioned weird. Well, he hit it with both legs. I know, because you, he always yeah. hits it with the right leg. But since he was... I, I, meant, I meant the incorrect leg. Yeah, he like, should have hit it with the left leg. So that leg falled across the top of his body. The other leg right, exactly. Is, the is above yes. the head. Yeah, yes, exactly. Yes. yes. Yeah. But, that, but no, I guess he only does it with the right leg. Maybe he thought two legs would be better than one. Maybe. And then Nash pulls Hall out of the ring to break up the pin. And then NWO just linger at the foot of the ramp. And like, all right, let's lose by count now. That's how this Raw ends. It's like, dude. With a whimper. The NWO is already buried at this point. Yeah. I know they kept on going like, didn't Shawn Michaels come back? His return was with the NWO. And then Booker T was in the NWO. Booker T, Big, Big Show, Show, and X-Pac. Yeah. It was bad. Yeah. It was really just bad. Just let it go. I thought there was money with the NWO. That was proved wrong back in like 1999. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And that was the Raw. That was it. That was the end. Imagine if Lesnar came out at the end and laid everybody out. That'd have been huge. That'd have been big impact. Yeah. With his giant bucket head. Mm-hmm. Purple, reddish, weird, mm-hmm. giant Brock Lesnar head. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. Good stuff. So, yeah, the, 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 the next week, the, the brand extension draft lottery. Yes. Again, Linda McMahon was hosting it from Draft Central, it looked like. Yeah. So, at it be Studios. The next episode auto played. And it just kicks off with Linda McMahon in her office. No, it's like a studio. Studio. And then there, so, but she's not even there. Like they're watching it on TV. The entire roster, including like Hogan a, and Rock. Like in a green room. Yeah, no Austin. No. I love Austin threw a, a, a fit, stayed home. And then the following week, I think, they were doing a whole story where Ric Flair wanted to make sure he got the services of Stone Cold Steve Austin. So like he pitches a fit and they make him out to be a big, bigger deal than, you know, than anybody else. Mm-hmm. Cuz The Rock was in the draft. Everybody's in the draft. Yeah. But Austin stayed home and no, he you have to vie for his services now. Yeah. That was good stuff. Anyways, yeah. Uh, let us know what you guys thought about this Raw after Mania in the comments. Yes. And until next time, we'll talk to you guys later. Goodbye.
Be a part of Going In Raw today at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Starting at $1 a month, you can enjoy Going In Raw ad-free, gain access to the daily 30-minute Going In Raw post-show, exclusive merchandise, and so much more. Support Going In Raw today. Click the link in the description. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today.